Um, Kent, if you don't mind, I'm going to touch on something. No, no. When you were talking about your the, the tithing and giving, um, yesterday I had a little God correction thing. Happens to me occasionally, and right now in in mine and Angie's life, we're school stuff. Ashley's got theater, choir, nineteen other things, and Jacob's got stuff, and Chandler's got stuff, and. And it just seems like it's 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there, 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. And I went to Walmart yesterday to get Angie some stuff for the Humane Society that we're donating. And I was mad. I was like, you know what? I'm tired, you know, it's, it's stuff. I'm just tired. And I thought, you know, I, and, and God, God corrected me sitting in a Walmart parking lot and said, you know what? You, you talk about giving and giving and giving, but you don't realize all this extra stuff that you're giving I'm blessing you back, and you don't even realize it. Because I'm telling you what, Angie and I, we ain't missed a meal yet. I, okay? We got a nice house. We got car. We don't miss anything. But all that stuff that I'm giving that I think that I'm doing because of me, because I got a good job, you know, that's not me. That's all God. And he's turned around, and he's blessing us. And, you know, occasionally I'll get a bonus at work, and I'm all puffed up. Man, look what I did. God's like, no, I did that because you had to give all that $20, $20. You didn't do nothing. You got in the truck and drove to work, which I gave you. Anyway, we're going to have to do this message because I might do something different. Um, in case you all were wondering a little bit, there's a lot of folks gone from church. Um, there's an encounter down in Amherst. It's about an hour south of here. And if you don't know what an encounter is, uh, real quick, you need to go. Enough said. Okay. Basically, you get together with a bunch of folks, and it's the most awesome thing you can ever been to. It's been a long time since I've been. Probably need to go do another one. But you get down, you get away from life, and people minister to you. And thank God this church is spiritually mature enough, I guess that's the word, that we can send our crew, which there's a lot of our people gone down there. And as Dorman was saying a while ago, there's people getting saved, there's people getting set free. And that's a result of the fruit of this church, and that's amazing. A lot of churches don't let go of their people to do that, and we're blessed to be part of that kind of church that will do that. You know, I mean, and and Kent can preach, and, and uh, there's a lot of folks that stand up in this pulpit and do what I'm getting ready to do. So just to let you know, that's kind of what's going on with church. Our praise team went down there. Wes came up. He's a friend of uh, Justin's. He came up and blessed us this morning. I mean, we kind of freaked out a little bit. Hey, what, what, what are we going to do? I can't sing. Y'all don't want me to sing. <laughs> There'd be some notes that I hit that probably aren't on the little scale thing. I don't know. I'll hit them all. So we were fortunate that Wes came up and blessed us this morning. That was great. I mean, that's, that's how church is supposed to work, okay? So this morning, we've been talking a little bit in youth group about toxic stuff, Okay? And i got a couple of things here I want to show you. Okay, what does toxic mean? Well, something that's harsh, okay? I know everybody's got some kind of chemicals underneath their sink, and, you know, you've seen some other stuff, you know, some of the cleaners that you got to wear, a mask and gloves at work. We have some chemicals that we deal with on a pretty frequent basis, and if you don't have a respirator and eye protection and gloves and an apron and all that, you're probably going to die pretty quick, okay? So toxic, anything... Harsh, malicious, or harmful. Okay, Jacob. Okay. Is your job toxic? Okay. I've been in a toxic job one time. 
Thank God it's only been one. But I know some folks that are in some toxic jobs today as we speak. And, and, and I'm not telling you tomorrow morning go out and quit your job because Rod said, hey, my job's toxic and he, I don't need to be doing this. Now, if that's what God tells you to do, pull the trigger, okay? Is it the job or is it the people, okay? I've had a couple of jobs that I really didn't like doing, um, you know. I've had a couple of jobs where some of the people I couldn't stand. And I, I, I work with a, with a crew now that, thank God, I'm blessed that I don't have to mess with these kind of people, but there's a, there's a company that I work with and there's this one guy, and I can't say this about very many people. I don't like this guy at all. I, he just, he's a grown man, and all he talks about is how much he drank that weekend and what he did. And it's like, you're a grown man for an organization that is pretty reputable. You need to grow up, okay? So what we do at work, um, I'll, I'll text James. He's one of my office engineers, and I'll, like, call me in two. And so we're standing out there talking to a group of guys in this Fellows over here talking, and my phone rings. Hey, hey, I got, hang on just a minute. And I bail out, and I go get my truck, and I leave. So we set that up so I can get away from that guy. He's toxic, and I got to get away from him. That's the easiest way to do it because I answer my phone. Hey, I, I got to go just a minute, okay? So if it takes something silly like that, you know, there's an app on your phone that you can automatically call yourself. It'll do it for you. It's free. It's free. Kent probably use it. <laughs> Come on, Kent. Say yeah. Is it in the right environment? Okay. Um, I personally, I work for a construction company. Sometimes I'm not in the right environment. Um, a lot of guys I work with don't sit here and talk about God all day long. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. Go to the next one, Jacob. How about idols? You got sports idols? I know some guys that can talk sports all day long. They can name every single football player, every single team, how many yards they ran, what they did last week. And I say, Hey, when's little Joey's birthday? Um, who's little Joey? Oh, that's your, your son. Oh, yeah, yeah, that kid. Well, and that's just the way some people are. They're, they're geared that way. Okay, how about musicians? Okay, back, you know, Angie and I do youth group, and we, we have kids at our house all the time. And, oh, I don't know, this been a couple years ago. But we, were, we got a big table, and we're sitting around all these kids. And when Justin Bieber was, you know, doing his thing and going crazy and, I had a couple girls in my group, and Alex and Michaela, and they were sitting across the table, and I made a Justin Beamer comment that I probably shouldn't have made, and I'm pretty sure Alex Niffin was coming over that table. This girl was mad at me. I mean, and that, that was her whole world. And Michaela, that's all they did. I mean, and, and kids are like that. They're so influenced by their lifestyle and their glitz and their glamour that sometimes that can become toxic to you. Okay, how about certain actors? Okay, um, I won't say who this person is, but heard a little story the other day about this this guy and this girl, and he says all their family talks about is the Kardashians and the, and the California and all the stuff going on, Hollywood and all that. And that's all they talk about. They're, they're eat up with these people, okay? Sometimes that can be toxic. Okay, Jacob. Okay, what about food? Some foods are toxic. I'm pre- pre- pretty sure last Friday night I had some toxic food. Because Saturday and Sunday, I wasn't very good. Okay? Are you eating healthy? I mean, are you nonstop cheeseburgers, cheeseburger, cheeseburger fries, and that's it? Are you putting anything good in your body? I can tell when I start eating bad, and I do frequently. I can't say I'm meddling here. But when I don't eat right, I start feeling bad. And when I start eating better, I start feeling good. So that tells me right there that some, something's toxic, okay? All right, Jacob. What about your thoughts? Okay, 
Your thoughts are extremely toxic, okay? Kent was talking about it a minute ago. When you're giving your money, are you worrying about it? What's the Bible saying, Luke? Worrying is not going to add one day to your life. It's not going to happen. That's probably one of the first scriptures I learned. My dear mother-in-law, I love her like a fat kid loves cake. She worries about something to worry about. That's, just, that's the way Jana's geared, you know, and, and that's great. I mean, you know, it's kind of like I'm 48 years old, and if it gets cold, she'll call me and tell me to wear a coat because she's worried I'm going to get cold. I, that's because she loves me. That's okay. All right. What about your self-esteem? Okay. Are you always blah, beating yourself up? Okay. Sometimes we got to get on Jacob every now and then. He, he seems to kind of think sometimes he's not who he thinks he needs to be. But, you know, I learned this scripture not long ago, Zephaniah 3.17. It says God sings over you. Okay? When God sings over you, that means you're something special. Okay? That, boom. I mean, that's a whole sermon in itself. Okay? Are your thoughts pure? Okay? Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. It didn't say think about all the junk, okay? All that stuff sounds good to me. I kind of like some of that stuff. That's what, that's what God's telling you to think about. Get rid of the toxic thoughts and think on this stuff. Okay, Jacob, what about the music? I could talk for about 12 hours on this, but I'll tell you right now, I see some of my kids' iTunes accounts, and you scroll down, there's all these good songs, and there'll be a big deal that says explicit, big red letters. Okay? If that song's explicit, you probably shouldn't be listening to it because there's probably some stuff in there that's not right. Okay? And like I said, this is, that's a whole other sermon. Okay? Did you hear that, Jacob? Okay. Okay, Jake, go to the next one. What about yourself? Are you toxic to yourself? I know some toxic people there, kind of like this fellow I was talking about a while ago. He's toxic to himself. He creates his own mess, okay? He's responsible for his own actions, okay? Then when you start looking at, you know, some stuff, get back in the Old Testament, King Saul, God was blessing King Saul like crazy, and King Saul didn't recognize it. King Saul thought he kind of, sometimes kind of did a rod. He's like, oh, this is all me. I did all this. And God's like, okay, we'll show you how this is going to work out. All right, Jacob. What about your friends? Anybody got any toxic friends? Jesus had a toxic friend. Judas sat right there in the big midst of all of them. Jesus fed the guy, took care of him. Okay? That's a bad deal. Okay? I've had some toxic people in my life that I've had to, to get away from and get out. Okay? Let me ask you a question. Okay? Now, I'm not saying everybody you grew up with and everybody you know is toxic. How many people still friends with the 400 people you went to high school with? I got one or two, and that's about it, okay? So when you, when you think about that, and I'm not saying, you know, I grew up in Amarillo, and I graduated with, I don't know, four or 500 people. I don't really remember. It's been a long time ago. But, you know, I really only talked to three or four people. Well, some of those people that were in my life back when I was in high school, oh, yeah, pretty toxic. They were foaming at the mouth and because we were doing stupid stuff, okay? The one I want to talk about today, the, probably, probably the one that really affects all of us, in, in more ways than one, will be relationships, okay? Um, what is, if you stop and think about everybody knows somebody, everybody's connected to somebody, we're all in here together, you know, 
we got things going on. So every single person has a relationship with somebody or something, okay? Um, toxins, if you, if you, and I'm not a scientist, please don't think anything about this. That's something I read and wrote down, okay? Toxins are abrasive, okay? Anything abrasive, okay, it wears away. You start thinking of sandpaper sitting there scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing. And scrubbing. Something's wearing away, okay? Toxins, either whether they're liquid, metallic, whatever, they're, they're really, really abrasive, okay? When you get the comet cleaner out and clean your bathtub, that, that, that comet's actually abrasive, okay? It's a toxic substance. Don't eat it, okay? Toxins are corrosive, okay? Anything that's corrosive like that eats at something, okay? Uh, if you ever had battery acid poured on you, it's not pretty, okay? Um, this stuff right here, hydrochloric acid, I wouldn't suggest touching that. Melt your skin off and you'll have a chicken bone left over, okay? If a relationship is healthy, okay, we're talking about healthy relationships, okay, and non-toxic, it's going to have the fruit of progress, okay? So as, you, as, you're, as you're maturing, as you're growing along, your relationship maintains, okay, it's going to be productive, it's going to be fruitful, okay? And it's also going to prosper, it's going to grow as you get older, you know, Angie and I, we've been married over 20 years now, okay? Our relationship has it, it's got all these things in there. We're progressing. We're being fruitful. We're growing together. It's not a toxic relationship. Are there toxic times? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes there's toxic stuff that happens in our little family, okay? Sometimes it's Sunday morning before we come to church, okay? Because sometimes I think God doesn't want us to come to church. I got a toxic computer back there. It was acting all kinds of crazy this morning. And at the last minute, boom, click the button, and hey, it worked. Yoo-hoo. Praise God. Okay, if a relationship is unhealthy or toxic, okay, it's going to reveal itself by by this type of fruit. Okay, it's not going to be the productive stuff like that. Okay, it's going to be stagnation. It's stagnant. Okay, it's going to have a, a sense of stagnation to it. Okay, and if anybody's been to a stagnant pond, it's kind of mucky and it kind of stinks and it's not so pretty good. You probably don't want to go swimming in there. Okay, degradation. Okay. Um, anything that's degrading, okay? Have you ever, you ever seen like where, a, where a, a drainage pipe comes out to some dirt or something like that? And eventually, we call it degradation in, in, in my world, okay? When water comes out of a pipe and hits the dirt, eventually it'll, it'll erode the soil out, and then you got a big old hole laying there, okay? That's exactly what a toxic relationship does to you, okay? And then deflation, okay? A toxic relationship's going to deflate you. How many people do you come up and go, how you doing? Man, it's just been awful, okay? I tell you what freaks people out. People ask me all the time, how you doing? Oh, man, I'm fantastic. They go, wait a minute, you're supposed to say you're something wrong because that's what most people do, okay? Because they're in that, they're, they're, they're so oppressed, I guess is the word I'm looking for, depressed, whatever, pressed, but they're, they're beat down and, and, and that deflated. Can you drive on a deflated tire? Not very good. You can, but it's not going to be good, okay? So, my, my enemies, when you're, when you're thinking about this toxic relationship, okay, your, your, your enemies are not only external, but they're internal as well, okay? There's, there's always a constant inside of you, okay, and inside of me that's trying to win this battle. And, and, and Jacob, put up uh, Romans 7.15 real quick. I want to read you all something. This is kind of it's crazy. This is Paul. Romans 7.15. Okay. <clears throat> Stick with me because this is tough. Okay. For that which I do, I allow not. 
for what I would that I that do I not. But what I hate that I do, if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Okay? Paul in his own brain is confused. He's like, Man, I'm I don't know, come here from Sikkim. So if you if you finish reading all that scripture out, you know, and Paul's just saying, he's like, you know, there's things inside me that, that I don't want to do, but I do, and then I think I don't want to do it, and then I did it, and then I've done it, and, and you know, it's, it's kind of confusing. I, it's hard to read, okay? So I'm kind of like Paul. I say, most of the grief that's, that's come in my life is because I've been stupid, okay? And, 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 it, and I've brought it all on myself, and I've heard Ross's testimony, and he was a dummy just like I was, Okay? We didn't want to do nothing but drink and, and party and be stupid. I don't know what else to tell you, okay? I went to high school every day. I'd, I'd drink before high school, okay? And I'm not condoning that, guys, so please don't do that. But I'm just telling you, it was stupid stuff. I was in a toxic life, okay? That's all I knew. I had toxic friends. I had a friend of mine that never, ever, ever a day in his life that I can think of did he not have a cooler beer in his truck. Still got it today. I don't deal with him anymore. I pray for him all the time. But he's, he's still in that toxic lifestyle. And so, you know, when, when, you're, when you're doing these things, you know, you're, you're, you're just like Paul. I mean, I don't, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it. But I did it, and I don't want to do it. And here we go, and we're going to do it again. And I don't understand why I did it, you know. So what happens eventually is when you start getting connected with the right people, and the right atmosphere, and all these toxic relationships start fading away, and you start pushing them out, things start going better for you, okay? And I know for a fact, okay, like I said, I wasn't such a pretty good kid, okay? Now, I didn't kill nobody, and I didn't rob any banks or anything like that, but I did a lot of stupid stuff. I'll tell you that right now, okay? And I share this with my kids because I want my kids to understand that, you know, I don't want them to live on luck like I did. I was a lucky, lucky boy. I'm telling you right now, okay? I, I got lucky. Okay, I don't want my kids to live on luck. I want my kids to understand that, hey, there's a better way. And if I start now when I'm 13, 14, 15 years old, I don't have to go through this mess and have to wait till we're older to get cleaned up. And, and, and it took a while for me to get cleaned up. When Angie and I first started dating, I didn't go to church. And, I, you know, I, I used to go to an old church one time in, in Amarillo. And, and uh, I was a little cowboy kid, and I had a sick horse before church. And I went to church or went and took care of my sick horse, and I went to church and still had my, my kind of my dirty boots on and my hat, and I walked into church, and they were like, you need to go get cleaned up. That's exactly what they told me. You, you need to go get cleaned up before you come to this church. And I sat right there. I was 19 years old, and I said, I'll never go to church again. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard of in my life. People don't want me to come to church because i got poo on my boots. Okay? That's funny, wasn't it? <laughs> okay? So when I met Angie... Obviously, I didn't have a lot of choices not to come to church. But, you know, um, I sat back in that pew back there, and I started seeing all these different things, and I started, started seeing a better way. And some of that toxic stuff started leaving me, okay? And it took a long time. And there's still some – that's my father-in-law. He'll, he'll tell you right now, there's still some stuff today that every now and then i got to get kind of thumped a little bit. But I'm on the right path. I'm going down the right road, okay? So how do we do this, Okay. Um, you know, there was, there was a time that, um, when Angie and I, when we left and went to the East coast, probably the, the, the best, worst time of my life. Okay. Probably one of the hardest times on Norman and Jana because 
it was kind of it was probably hard on y'all too because he'd send us his cassette tapes back then when he was preaching and he'd start crying because his babies are gone, you know. And I'm sure y'all got to hear all that stuff. But I'll tell you what happened. When Angie and I were here and I was going to a men's Bible study and 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 I hung around with Christian men and I was in my little we called the bubble, okay? I was in a good place. Angie was in a good place and we went out there and we were in a good place and we were doing good. And we moved into this neighborhood and we started inviting friends and hey come to our house and and we're going to do marriage seminars and we're going to do bible studies and stuff like that we started doing that it was great and and these people that we were fellowshipping with uh were toxic okay and what slowly happened is our bubble started leaking okay and i'll tell you right now angie and i bubble broke for a while okay and we we went through a period to where we were leading marriage seminars and uh, all these Christian stuff, whatever you want to call it, and we, and we started doing what they were doing. And we started, started going back over here, and we started fading away, and then we started letting those toxic people get in our life, okay? And, and we developed relationships that were awful, and they were, I'm talking bad, bad, okay? Um, so um, here's the good part about the Christian stuff, okay? Um, my mother and father-in-law recognize it, and we call them. And you know, I didn't like Angie, and she didn't like me. And the kids were small, and all I did was work. And we were, you know, playing with the toxic stuff. And well, they came up to Charlestown and met with us, and we got a whooping. And and it is, thank God we did, because I tell you what, right now, if they wouldn't come up there, I wouldn't be standing right here in this church. Okay, I'd be every other weekend seeing my kids in a parking lot at Walmart. Okay, and I'm just telling you right now, that's the truth. Okay, so thank God that's what happened. Now, we just celebrated 20 years a couple weeks ago. So we let that toxic environment infiltrate us, okay? We, we knew what to do. I mean, uh, and my gosh, Angie grew up in this place. She knew what to do. I pretty much knew what to do because I'd gotten a hold of this thing pretty well. But the grief that came on us, I let it happen, Okay. So, you know, when we dormant talking about the old man, new man, I, I was old, 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 old man. <laughs> got way back deep. Got deep in the old man, okay? So, how do, we, how do we solve this problem of what we went through, okay? Okay, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible. I don't have to tell you all this, okay? But, but, but the Word of God shows us how we can bring deliverance into this thing and, and get us out of these toxic environments like that. Okay, and 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 God can can turn this bad situation into into prosperity. Okay, and when we're talking about prosperity, folks, we're not talking about financial. Okay, we're talking about prosperous. I mean, that's great. That's living. Okay, um, the first thing you got to do is you got to separate yourself. Okay, Second Corinthians six fourteen says, "Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what is fellowship hath righteousness." with unrighteousness and what communion hath light with darkness take a pull that up in the message real quick please second corinthians 14 i like the message the way this says and we talked to our youth group there you go don't become partners with those who reject god how can you make partnership out of a right and wrong that's not partnership that's war that's not good is light best friends with the dark? Oh, the next one. This part I like. Does Christ go strolling with the devil? 
Do you trust and mis- do, do trust and mistrust hold hands? So you can kind of see, and we, we talk about our youth group all the time because now we've got we've got our we've got kids that are that are learning about Christ and 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 kids that don't know Christ and they're in high school together and we're telling them say look don't become unequally yoked with with somebody that's not doing what you're doing because you're going to wind up going back to the old way okay and and adults we do the same exact thing it's no different i mean if if you meet a new friend and something like that and this person's maybe not saved now i'm not saying don't try to preach to them or get them saved or anything like that please do but being equally yoked with somebody means that you're bought in. You're doing the same thing that they're wanting to do, okay? And, you know, and if, and if I look back in, in my life and, and, and get hooked up with a couple old buddies of mine, yeah, I'd be drinking every Sunday morning before church, okay? I'm just telling you that's what would happen when you get in that point, okay? So when I'm talking about separating yourself, look inside right now. I mean, think about what you're doing. Think about your job. Think about your thoughts. And if, and if there's something going wrong, your spirit's going to tell you. Okay, the Holy Spirit inside you, he's going to nudge you. Okay? He's going to say, don't go over there today and drink beer and eat chicken wings all day and watch football. It's probably not going to lead to a good deal. Okay? Right. Now, you can go over there and you don't have to drink and you can eat chicken wings all day long. Sounds good. Okay? But, but start recognizing that. Start separating yourself from that. Okay? Now, I want you to learn, and, and, and as this is for me, I need to learn. And I want you to learn to see yourself as God sees you, okay? And, and, and every pastor, every Sunday could speak on identity for 19 more years and probably not cover everything that God tells you, okay? So when the world's out there telling you all this stuff and, and, and blowing smoke and, and putting toxic thoughts in your, in your life, you know, God sees you as justified, redeemed, blessed, uh, I mean, righteous, chosen, accepted. I mean, toxic relationships don't tell you all that stuff. Okay? Toxic stuff says have another drink, have another smoke. Okay? Toxic's not going to sit there and tell you that you're blessed and you're holy and you're righteous. And once we start getting a hold of this identity thing, and I'm telling you, I struggle with it sometimes. Okay? I don't, if, if I fully grasped who I was in Christ, oh my gosh. Talking about holding my mule. I mean, it'd be on. Okay? It, it, I'm just telling you, and, and everybody sitting here in this church knows exactly what I'm talking about. And, and I want it bad, but then again, I'm sitting here reluctant because I'm a little bit scared of what God would do with me. I'll just be honest with you. Okay? I'm afraid if God cuts me loose, I'll go crazy. I'll be running all over the world preaching. That scares me just a little bit. I, I'm telling you. I mean, the reason I don't go to Mexico missions is because I'll turn around and move to Mexico and I'll build little orphanages all day long. I know that's what God wants me to do, and I don't want to do that. So uh, it's, just, it's just the way it is, okay? God says there's a toxic way out of your life, okay? <clears throat> um, you don't have to stay stuck in the toxic lifestyle. And I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know, I was stuck in that life for a long time. And, and, and I, and I kind of tried to think back to when I started getting out of that lifestyle. And it's about the time that Angie and I started dating. And, you know, and, and, and I think it was because of her. And, you know, she wasn't a toxic person, okay? Now, when I turned left and went down the street and got with my buddies, yeah, that was, that was toxic, okay? Um, you don't have to stay stagnant. You don't have to stay beat down. You don't have to stay deflated, degraded, degraded. I can come up with a whole bunch of them words like that if you want to. But, you know, when you make up your mind 
that you want to get out of this toxic relationship, okay? Sometimes it's hard. I'm telling you, to, to, cut a, to cut a close friend loose, sometimes that's very, very difficult, okay? And if you've got a whole bunch of stuff that's toxic in your life, I, you know, don't just walk out the door today and cut it all off because that's going to be hard, okay? Um, but I would say, you know, read the Bible and figure out what God tells you. Start working on your identity. Start figuring this out. And then, and, then, and then start praying, and the Holy Spirit's going to start telling you this toxic stuff, okay? Don't go over there. Don't do this. Don't call that person. You know, when you, when you feel like you need to call somebody and, and become yoked with them, maybe now's not the time to do that, okay? So come out of the sadness, okay, that you're in and get into God's joy, okay? That's, that's not hard to do, Okay? Come out of darkness and into his light, okay? Not the world, okay? We talk about the world all the time. This world's messed up, I'm telling you right now. And it's getting worse every day, okay? But I'll tell you, I'll tell you one cool thing about it, and, and, you know, and I think Dorman talks about it all the time. God's not up there going, I'm worried about ISIS, and I'm worried about Ebola, and I'm worried about this financial crisis. He's not worried about that. And he didn't want his people to worry about that. Okay, and I a little bit older I get, I listen to the news and a little bit more, and I start hearing about all this junk, and 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 it's just kind of like the Holy Spirit clicks and is like, man, turn the radio, listen to something different, put on some praise music, don't listen to that muck, because it's not going to get you anywhere. All it's going to do is make you worry. Okay, you know, and and you know, I was going to say a few years ago, and <laughs> whatever, fourteen years ago, Y two K came around. Does anybody remember that? Man, we were shut her down. I mean, we're done. Cancel Christmas because it's, it's over with. I mean, we're, we're, yeah. If you don't know how to build a campfire, you're going to die. And your computer's not going to work. And I've seen people can't work. Without, I can't work without a computer anymore. You know? Yeah. It's 14 years later. I, we did okay. You may get rough. You did all right. You're just fine. No good. So don't let the world fill you up with all that junk. Okay? Get out of distress and get into peace. Okay? I, I've told you all this before. You know, one of the things that I, I love Dorman so much, but, you know, I ask him for advice. He never gives me advice. All he says, you got peace about it? I need a new truck. I'm going to go buy a new truck. Well, you got peace about it? No, I want you to tell me to go buy the new truck. I don't want you to ask me about peace. I want to go buy the truck. He says, well, if you don't have peace about it, don't buy the truck. Well, I want the truck. Tell me to go buy the truck. And that's all he ever says. And you got peace about it? Well, I don't know. But that's not what I want to hear. I want you to tell me to go buy the truck. Uh, yeah, I don't have time for peace. I want to go get the truck, okay? <laughs> Bottom line is you got to come out of hell and get into his heaven, okay? And if you're in this toxic relationship, you need to get rid of it, okay? And if you need some help, I would encourage you to pray about it, okay? And, and sitting here right now, and I know this might be tough for somebody, but I'm telling you right now, this is the place to do it. If you're in a position right now and you've got something toxic going on in your life and you don't know how to do it, I would encourage you to come up right here. And we got some prayer warriors in this place right now that are still here. They're not all in Amherst, I'll tell you right now. we got some folks that will pray for you, okay? And, 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 if it's, and if it may be a little bit in your brain that's something you don't want to do in front of a few folks here, get with me after church. We'll hook you up with the right people, okay? we got we got some... Man, we got some powerful folks in this church, I'm telling you, okay? And, and, and I don't, you know, I, I can't think of a better place to be other than a smaller church, community-oriented place 
this little church has been here for 40 years, folks. It's been under the pastor for 38, I don't even know. It's a long time. Okay, don't been a pastor here forever. Okay, most pastors make it two or three years somewhere and they're going down the road. Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Please don't get me wrong. I'm just telling you, this church right here is rock solid. And when you talk about building on a solid foundation, I know a lot about foundations, okay? This place is rock solid, okay? So if anybody's got anything, if y'all want to come down and pray, if not, I'm going to pray and we're going to close this thing out. And I just want to encourage you to, to, to do a little bit of reflection today. After church, go home and think about this stuff. Am, am I in a toxic job? Am I in a toxic relationship? I'm fixing to go to Baldo's and eat some food. It might be a little bit toxic. <laughs> Anybody got anything? Anybody need to pray about anything? If this is a small time. This is the time to do it. Okay? All right? Well, thanks for letting me stand up here and, and uh, share this word with you. And it's, it's a lot of fun doing this. It's a, little, it's, a little, it's a little scary, and it's a little intimidating sometimes, you know, because... Trying to step up here with some of these folks that's been here before me, it's it's a it's a blessing though. Okay, Father, we just thank you for today, God, and we just thank you for this word. And uh, God, we just ask that these toxic relationships and these toxic things in our life, God, we just ask that you just wash them out of our bodies right now, Father. And we just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal what's toxic in our life, God, and just help us with a way out. And God, we just give you all the praise and all the glory when this happens. And Father, we just ask that a special blessing be on the people that are out of town right now down in Amherst, God. And we know that you're moving down there. And we just ask that you just uh, breathe your Holy Spirit on them. And Father, we just uh, can't say thank you enough for allowing this church to be so prosperous for all these years. And uh, God, we just thank you and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.